Hello and welcome back to episode 66 uh, of the Post 20 Podcast. My name is Evan. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Matt. What's going on this week? Long week work-wise, like 9-10 hour days. Uh, people can't do their jobs properly, so you have the, the pack mule of the bunch cleaning it up, and that's me right now. So Yeah. Uh, it's just like... A, one to two years of dealing with it, and then once I lock down a route, I'm never going to have to deal with other people's shit. Yeah. Which is going to be awesome. That'll be good, yeah. I guess it's kind of like paying your dues, right? Yeah, exactly. And, like, once I get my own thing, then, like, I'll have a set schedule, too, because right now it's like, Eric, you're going to work five days this week, six next week, and, like, routes always change, so I never can plan anything like i need a fucking haircut i haven't had one like seven weeks i usually give them every four and like i don't want to plan anything plus i haven't been to the dentist in like a year yeah there's like a whole bunch of things yeah i hear you yeah it's tough that's i mean i i hate like even in the summertime when i'm working i didn't have i didn't have the opportunity to say you know this is when i want to work this is when i don't want to work it's kind of like if somebody calls out especially you know when there's younger people or whatever, they they don't give a fuck. They'll just call out or they won't come in. And yeah. if you work at a place where like that kind of shit's not punished, then, mm. or, or even if they don't do their job well and they're not punished, then you kind of just have to like, you don't have a choice. You just kind of have to clean it up or deal with it. Um, yeah. And it's, I feel like that's fucking annoying. All too familiar with that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a crazy week, dude. I mean, just like, Drowning in work again. Yes, Checking back up. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, it's like, I'll have a crazy week, and then the next week is somehow worse. It's always worse. It, yeah. I've had like one or two weeks where I've been like, okay, this is tolerable. I mean, I must have read 600 pages this week between all the novels that I'm reading, and I wrote, I mean, at, at the least 50 pages of analysis and original creative stuff. My brain's just shot. Like uh, I went into a group chat this morning, and I'm, my brain's like two days behind. I mean, I, I'm literally, I'm saying things that are two days behind. I didn't even know today was was Thursday. It's just crazy. I get up, I'm like a zombie. I get to the gym, I work out, I put on. I've been like I said, I've been watching the Clone Wars, so I just watch that. And How's then, that thing going for you? That's so good, dude. It's so good. I'm finally at like the part like where Mandalore comes into play. Oh, it's fucking good. Oh, it's so good, man. It's it gives you so much backstory on Obi Wan and it's just Yes. It's awesome, man. I really like it's so enjoyable. I'll lay in bed at night and watch like I limit myself to one episode because I don't want to burn through it all. Because uh, that makes it yeah, that that like that shows discipline and plus like you actually it makes it more enjoyable. Yeah, and I, I'm like thinking about things, right? Like I find myself on the wiki. I'm looking at yeah. at <clears throat> extended universe stuff, like which I knew as a kid. It's kind of mm-hmm. cool. It's just like a, it's a really nice uh, like distraction from what else is going on. Yesterday, yeah. my my grandparents showed up to my house. You know, said hi. They pet the dog. Whatever. Then they left, <laughs> and <laughs> they call me. I'm laughing because you know nothing bad happened, but. I'm laughing. Yeah. They call me. They call my brother about, I don't know, 20 minutes later. Hey, yeah. we're on the parkway. Can you come pick us up? We got in a car accident. I was like, oh, no. Oh, fuck. What? Yeah. 
I mean, I'm going through so much shit right now. The first thing I thought was like, oh, Jesus Christ, I hope they're both okay. I figured they were because my grandmother called. So I was like, all right, I guess they're fine. And then Brett. Like a fender bender? No, wait, I'm going to get to it. So Brian and I are driving down the parkway and I see an ambulance and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, it's coming the other way. And I'm, like, timing it out in my head. I was like, I swear if they hit somebody and killed somebody, dude, like, this is going to be the final straw. Or one of them. Like, what if one of them is injured? Mm -hmm. And we get there, and there's just, like, they're just there. They're standing there outside their car. And I walk around to the front of the car, and it's covered in fur, dude. They hit a deer. Oh, my God. Which was, like, I mean, it sucks that a deer got, an innocent deer got hit, but, like. I'm I'm glad that it wasn't a person or like one of them or somebody else. Thank God. Right. I was like, what? oh Jesus. I I call like the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah, bro, bro. Like broad daylight. There was two deer. One they said my grandmother said one came across the street and then another one came across and I guess she didn't see the second one. It hit them. Then the the airbags popped and she was like, I didn't know what to do, so I just kept driving. Well, if your airbags pop, pull the fuck over. I mean, she was in the left lane. She was in the left lane. So thank God she got over and it was like crisis averted. But oh my God. I mean, my my grandfather was so shaken up. I I haven't seen him like that in forever. So it was it was fucking crazy. I emailed my press. I was like, listen, dog, like uh, I'm not coming. I'll see you later. But yeah, that that brings back memories to when I had like a huge car accident. Like my first. My freshman year of college, I was driving home in like a snowstorm, and I was, which was a bad decision on on its own. But like, I stayed up the whole night playing. I, well, that was when like FIFA 14 was out. Yeah, like prime FIFA 14. I was I, playing that. I all remember. Night. And I decided the next day, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna go home because it's spring break." Yeah. And I was, I was not more than like five miles from campus. I was still in Dover. Yep. And I was sh- shifting lanes, and just my front right tire just got caught in the ice. And like, it was one of the things where I just started spinning, and like to me, time froze. It was like all in slow motion, and just yeah. like it was, it just hits you, man. You don't think about it until you're actually in it. Yeah, I mean, I've spun one of the like probably the first week I got my license, I hydroplaned in my dad's G- in my dad's uh, Sierra, a big truck, like all pulling out of where I live onto Route Nine. I fucking spun around. I went up a curb. I knocked oh, a sign God. over, and there was no one coming the other way. Thank God, because I, I would have been dead. I probably would have died. Yep. And time literally moves in slow motion. It is the craziest thing. It's insane. I don't know if it's if it's adrenaline that makes it do that or or what, but it mm-hmm. it is the craziest feeling. So I'm just glad yeah. glad that my parents or my grandparents are okay. And it's it has been a crazy week, man. Fucking yeah, insane. That, that sounds like a lot. Yeah, but uh, but I mean, things are okay. So we move, right? Yeah, we move. We move. All right. So uh, let's get into the the recap. We're gonna go pretty pretty easy on the recap here. I know Matt didn't really have a chance to watch a ton of these games. I watched most of them, uh, or at least part of most of them, and I don't have all that much to say either. Um, Man City versus West Ham, we watched live on Instagram. That was really fun. If you guys um, weren't weren't lucky enough to see it live, you can check the Instagram. I think the lives are archived on the page, right? Yeah, the 
each half is on there. You guys can watch that. I think they're each around 45 to 50 minutes. You can scroll through them or whatever. But yeah, they're there if you want to check them out. And we're probably going to do the next one this Saturday. Uh, same time for the Arsenal-Burnley match. Yeah, uh, It's going to be big for Evan. Evan's going to show up, repping the boys. And yeah. they're playing Burnley. So that should be interesting to see what we get. I'm very excited. Uh, okay. So that game ended 2-1. Um, after, who was it? Ruben Diaz that scored the first one? Yes. So that, that De Bruyne assist was insane. Yeah, it was. Uh, that really the first, the first 30 minutes of the game didn't prove to be, uh, all that eventful for City especially. Um, but, but eventually, I mean, they got, they got a ball over the top from De Bruyne who looks to be, you know, back in full force. Oh, yeah. Um and Diaz finished excellently. In the forty third, Mikel Antonio latched onto a shot pass. I don't know what you want to call it. They call it a, some some pundits call it a shass. Um and tapped in uh right outside the, the left side of the six yard box. And then John Stones put put uh put the game away with a really fantastic finish. I mean I, these center backs were scoring like strikers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, the first 30 minutes were kind of tame, but mm-hmm. it was due to West Ham kind of feeling out Man City. They were showing their discipline in the back, trying to just hold them out for a little while until that first goal happened. Ruben Diaz with his first goal for City. Um, like you said, De Bruyne with a great assist on his, I think that was his first start back, maybe second. Second, but. I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then West Ham had to come out of their shells, and it turned out to be a really good game to watch. And then, like you said, the John Stones goal, um, that all came from Mares. Mares, one-on-one on the wing, is probably the most uh, dangerous guy out there. I think Sokka's up there, too, this season alone. Yeah. Him one-on-one's pretty crazy, but yeah, Mares won him the game there. And this was Pep's 200th, 200th career win for City out of 273 matches, which is a crazy ratio. And it was also his 500th career uh, win as a manager in the top flight in, in sports in Europe. So a lot of milestones hit, but that Man City uh, win streak continues, which is, I don't see it ending for a long time. 20 in a row, yeah. I said the same thing today in a group chat. I mean, somebody said, oh, I think I think Liverpool will stop focusing on the Premier League, which, I mean, they have now lost five in a row. So I would hope that they would start to shift their focus to the UCL. But I said, I mean, Pep and City are in like scorched earth mode right now. There's, I don't think there's any stopping them. You should look at the talent they're leaving on the bench. Uh, I I just don't see how you can stop them. Yeah, I saw a thing. It said their bench is uh, valued at a little under half a billion dollars. Uh, That's just ridiculous. That's so ridiculous. This West Ham team, I think, were one of the teams that had the one of the better chances to kind of take them off. I think yeah. that they actually really did compete, and um, a loss here is not in a, is not an indicator of of West Ham's current form or skill. I think that they are actually in extremely good form. Um, yeah. I think they have their their players firing on all cylinders, and even with Antonio really never being match fit, um, he's managed to really kind of make himself uh, a mainstay this year. Yeah, they are, and I think they're one of the only few teams this year, or for this week, this past week, that's going to get a full week break. A lot right. of teams had midweek matches, and they get eight days to rest up for a big matchup against Leeds, which should turn out to be an interesting match. 
Yep. Okay, moving on. West Brom won Brighton nil. Unbelievable. This was not the exalt or the result we were expecting. I mean, VAR is just poverty, isn't it? <laughs> it is just absolutely horrendous. It's unbelievable. The was it Lee Mason? He was the referee know. for the match. I, I mean, think no, he was. It was. But whoever was the official, the official center official, the if anybody doesn't know by now, it was a free kick just outside the box towards the end of the first half. Uh, he blows the whistle to initiate the play. Lewis Dunk immediately strikes the ball following the whistle. The ball just about crosses the line, and for some reason, he blows the whistle again, uh, calling it back. The VAR reviews it, gives the goal, and, and then, then there's more discussion, and then they call it back just because the second whistle blow was called before the ball crossed the line, which doesn't make any sense. Like, why is he blowing it again? He initiated the play. It's just very confusing. Well, it comes down to the quick free kick thing, kind of, yeah. right? I mean, pl- I have saw a lot of discussion that said players should be able to take that free kick whenever they want. And I think that people are actually starting to look at the rules, and because of the introduction of VAR, some rules need to be changed. Yes. And, I mean, Sam Johnson was still setting up his wall, so right. I can under, I, I can understand this the the grace like the grace of letting him set himself up, yeah. Let him to be fair, but if you make that rule change, yeah, like that's fair. I don't. It's just unbelievable, but I I don't think Brighton deserved to win this game. When you miss two penalty kicks, you don't deserve to win the game. They had no. ample. They, I'm looking here. They had 71 percent possession. They had. Uh, triple the amount of shots on target, and they had almost doubled their passes. Like they dominated the game, they had every single chance to win or even get a point, but they lost. And I'm looking at the league table, and they're still floating above their relegation zone. I mean, thankfully Fulham didn't pick up any points, but they're they're really getting into some squeaky bum time if they keep letting these results slip. Yeah, and this was the first time in Premier League history that a team missed two penalties and hit the woodwork, by the way. I don't know if you knew that, but that's a fun fact. This was the first time in modern history. Yeah, Gross and Danny Welbeck are dead. That that guy Welbs is back and playing. He hasn't scored in like three months, and he does that. I know. So, yeah, I mean, that was a fucking shit game. That kind of really jammed both of us up because we both had Brighton in that one, I think. Uh, Yep. So, yeah, not much more to say about that. VAR, absolute disaster. Such a shambles. Uh, okay, Leeds nil. Aston Villa won. Anwar El Ghazi scored in the fifth. And then it was, I mean, silence on the goal front for the rest of the match. A uh, lot of shots. Not a lot of shots on target in this game. Um, 13 for Leeds, three on target. Leeds dominated possession, and Villa kind of just sat back after their first goal. Uh, kind of a pretty boring affair. Um, I thought that Leeds would manage to get themselves back in this, especially after a fifth-minute goal. Um, usually they manage to fight their way back in and get a, at least a couple really solid chances. But yeah. uh, they, they aren't looking as sharp as they were in prior weeks. Yeah, I mean, the the lone goal for Villa was scored by El Ghazi filling in for Grealish. Yep. Uh, good, good luck for him there getting more confidence from the manager and get more minutes. But um, 
I mean, the assist from Molly Watkins, he like tripped and like double hit the ball. Yeah. And it went perfectly to him. It was like ridiculous. But I mean, yeah, Leeds dominated this game and the stats, but just couldn't put it in the back of the net, which has been kind of their story. It's like one week they're on, one week they're off. Yep. Very hard to predict. And they hardly have any injuries right now to their team. So it's like they don't really have any excuses. Whereas Aston Villa, I mean, they've been rotating their team a little bit now. They've been playing this marvelous guy as a holding mid now. Uh, Ross Barkley's been out for the past few fixtures. Uh, they played a youngster in Jalen Ramsey. Not Jalen Ramsey. What's his? Jacob Ramsey. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the El Mahomedy at right back is Matty Cash. So that like that's huge. That was a huge result for Villa, showing that can, they can still get points without their star guys. But disappointing from Leeds. Yep, agreed. Uh, let's move on. Newcastle won. Wolves won. Wasn't really expecting Newcastle to stay in this game, um, but they managed to make sure that it ended all square. Um, that was a fair result, to be honest with you. Newcastle were the far better team in the first half. Uh, Almiron had a shot that I think hit the post, and then St. Maximin had one rolled offside. Really, I think Wolves were were lucky to get away with one here. Um, so uh, I don't know. Newcastle somehow managed to like eke out a result when I think they're going to get hammered. They they have they have done that a couple times this year, and they're not really a team that I like to bet against. Um, even though I think they lack pace and they lack really skill and talent. Uh bar same maximum um they they managed to get it done yeah they got a well a, a well needed point yeah uh, could have used all three but i i predicted this as a draw it worked out to my favor there lasalle's got a late goal to to seal the deal there but with callum wilson being out they're really missing that key guy up front he has 10 goals from this season which is massive and Joe Woolock, just like Maitland Niles on loan from Arsenal there, he's getting good minutes, contributing what he can. Yep. But um I saw an article today on One Football or a Twitter Twitter thread or something that Matt Ritchie and Steve Bruce got into an altercation at training ground and like Steve Bruce literally put himself on Ritchie, like just shoved him or For, something. Yeah. Called him a ca- uh, Richie called him a coward or something. So they're tail spinning down there. They're only three points um, above the drop zone, and they have a huge match, I think, coming up against West Brom this week, is it? Oh, yeah, they, shitters. They, this Sunday. It's going to be absolutely massive for both teams, where uh, Fulham can take advantage of Newcastle maybe losing. And if West Brom beats Newcastle, man, we are getting a tasty end of the season for a relegation battle. I always like the relegation battle at the end of the season. It's always entertaining. Yeah, since the, since we know who's going to win the league, you might as well have some sort of something to watch, right? Yeah, that's the truth. Uh, breaking news, Leicester are closing in on a £15 million deal for Odson Edward as a long-term replacement for Jamie Vardy. He is a striker for Celtic. We'll see. That's it, good business. Isn't he French? Yes, yep. Yeah, shocker. F- 15 mil? That's not bad. That's good business. I can't talk. That's good business. Uh, obviously, the Brendan Rodgers link, right? Yeah. The past couple seasons being there, that's huge. Yep. Uh, they need that because Iannaccio's kind of not been the same player since leaving City. And... He's kind of fat now. Really? Yeah, he's he's much bigger. Like, way bigger than he used to be. He was super skinny. 
Yeah, I haven't seen him. Like, I haven't watched the last couple games, but I'm going to have to watch this weekend. He's a little thick. I th- he's not fat, but he's much thicker. Yeah, I'll be able to watch. They play Saturday, so I'll be able to see him. Cool. Uh, Crystal Pillis. Or Crystal Pillis. <laughs> might as well be called that. <laughs> what in the fucking world? They, uh, they might as well be called it. <laughs> Crystal Palace nil. Fulham nil. I don't know why that's making me laugh so much. What an absolutely boring game. I mean, I watched the first half and just turned it off. Um, I don't really know how what I was expecting. I think I probably did I pick Fulham? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was expecting a little bit more from Fulham. They were by far the better team. They had a lot more chances. Uh Crystal Palace failed to register a shot on target and were the team that had less possession. Um they they really just didn't have much of the ball. I didn't I didn't see any thing concrete from them that made me feel like oh wow you know Fulham got away here um and I think to be honest with you Palace are probably the better team if you look at the team sheet but they they couldn't get it done um Fulham Fulham managed to get themselves a point and uh kind of continue their their move up the table I I think this match here is a very uh, Scott Parker should be very disappointed. I know yeah. we titled the episode Scott Parker, the unofficial official manager of the Post Twenty podcast. I still, I still stand by that. But you need three points in this game to an uninterested Palace team. I mean, they're literally just playing to finish the season right now. They don't care, and it, getting every single point you can right now when the teams above you are struggling is massive. And you need momentum going into this type of time of the year. Yeah, but um. Yeah, Fulham looked dominant in this game, and Palace now, including the next, uh, including the match they just played yesterday, they they haven't scored, they haven't scored a single goal in their last two games, and I think they've only registered maybe two shots on target, if that, which is just absolutely putrid. That's so putrid. They, <laughs> yeah. they really need Zaha to come back because Eze's Eze's little glimmer of form went away, and. Roy Hodgson is rotating IU Batshuayi and Benteke up top, and uh, that's not going to get you very far. So. Yeah, Bats is dog shit. It's yeah, crazy so this... how he came from Dortmund, then to Chelsea, and now he's just rotting. It happens, man. It unfortunately happens to a lot of players. Yeah, that's the truth. Okay, uh, this was quite a surprise. Leicester City 1, Arsenal 3. Now, we both did pick Arsenal to win, but after Yuri Tillman scored in the sixth minute, I, I thought for certain that this was it. I mean, <laughs> I, I really did. Bricks. I, I literally, I was like, oh, fuck, dude. Uh, you know, the sixth, the sixth minute, that this all we can do is survive for six minutes, and then we let one in. And, yep. and honestly, I did not think that we would pull back here, but we were wearing that that beautiful white marble kit with the burgundy shorts, and it was that it was that kit magic that brought us back. David Louise got one back in the thirty ninth, and then it, right before uh, right before stroke of halftime, Lacazette scored a pen. Uh, Pepe managed to get one in the fifty second, where I, oh, I forget what happened with that goal. Um, he I think he ran into somebody and managed to win us a. A free kick or something like that. I totally forget. I'm blanking. But uh, Leicester City really kind of fell flat after that first goal. I, I wasn't. I wasn't all that surprised. Usually, when Leicester managed to get one in early, um, they can kind of control the tempo. But I think missing Madison and missing Barnes was. I mean, well, no, Barnes. Barnes was injured in this game. Um, 
but missing Madison especially, like it's just such a hit. It's such an yep. absolute hit to them. He controls so much of the tempo in the midfield, and he provides so much of that creativity, and he's he's quick. Uh, so so being without that kind of forces them to play with two up top. Vardy and Iannaccio lined up next to each other, and they just didn't look as good. Um, Arsenal looked great. Willian with two assists. Willian yep. de Borges Silva with two assists. He's got five on the season. The first three came all from the the first game of the season. So I mean, Chelsea, your ex Chelsea boys really helping Arsenal out, but. I don't know how long that's going to last. Oh, it's not going to last. It'll be two weeks before I'm asking for him to be executed again. I think he's going to leave after this season anyway. I don't think he's going to stay. Like, there's no need for him to be on your wage bill. No, it was a one, it was a one-year deal. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. It's huge though. His wages are absolutely ridiculous. I mean, you're you're going to have to you're going to have a a lot of open wiggle room to get new guys with him. Yeah. Ozil's wage. Uh, there's talks that Lacazette may be leaving. He's coming up on his last year of his contract. Kind of so. hope he doesn't leave because he's been really actually sound this year. So I don't know. There's talk of him going to Atletico Madrid, yeah. going back to France, but they're just rumors right now. We'll have to wait until the summer to see if he puts pen to, to paper. Right. Smith Rowe did get injured in this game, and we still don't have Partey. So I think getting a 3-1 result coming from behind against this Leicester team, even though they are a little bit hindered right now, is a really good result. I think Arteta will be happy with that. I think the team will be happy with that. Uh, it's a really good three points. I mean, Leicester up towards the top, uh, top four, you know. So they're in the top four now, I think. Sitting third. So that's a great result, beating the team in third place. Uh, I don't even consider City to be in the league because they're just playing against... I mean, what are they playing for at this point? Yeah, uh, they're, they're, just, they're, they're just playing to get favor with Pep. Yeah, they, they've, ar- they've already won. So this wasn't even a good team. I mean, we played Pablo Mari in the back and Cedric on the right. This was not even close to a full-strength team. When we get Partey back and um, Smith Rowe, I mean, hopefully he's not going to be out that long. He's looked good. Um, maybe if we get Odegaard in there and have Partey and Odegaard, we could have a nice little new partnership. Uh, I'm looking forward to see how, seeing how they play against Burnley next week. Yeah, they're saying Smith Rose uh, had a scan and he said it doesn't it look uh, like a significant injury. Okay, so he might miss the next match, but after that, I think he'll be okay. Excellent. Uh, Tottenham four, Burnley nil. Gareth Bale back from the dead. He scored in the second minute to open open the game. Really, I mean, Bur- Burnley never had a chance coming back after the first goal. Uh, Harry Kane added one in the 15th, Mora in the 31st, and then Bale uh, topped it all off in the second half um, with his second goal. Burnley, like I said, never never really a chance here. They did have a couple shots on target, um, but but ultimately uh, Spurs just controlled the, the entire game. They controlled the pace, and they were the ones that, that were able to latch on to the to the end of things. I will say that Tottenham's defense, I think, is their issue. I don't think that it's the attack whatsoever. I think most people will tell you that it's the the defense. Uh, Loris sus, dude. Very really? sus. I th- I think so. I don't think that he's good enough. I really don't. He's been there for eight years now, I think, around that. I know, and I think that he's looked kind of not so great this year. He doesn't seem to command the defenders. He's been there for a long time. Alderweireld's been there a long time. I think Sanchez is a good guy to have back there. He's like very 
uh, gritty. He kind of gets down and dirty with it, and I think maybe he needs a new partner. Yeah, well, I mean, Arya is is no. he's poverty. I mean, he is just out. he's horrendous, and so is Doherty. He's he's horrible. So I mean, I don't know what happened from from when he got transferred from Wolves last season to now, but he is horrendous, and he was just great last that- season. Well, the styles that these teams play are complete opposites. You have Nuno at Wolves, uh, very attacking wingbacks. He was was a wingback, yeah. They get very aggressive. You can see that every time they play, those guys get involved. Whereas here, they sit back a lot deeper now, and it's not a back five, it's a back four. So he has to kind of save his energy and stay back and have more defensive duties. So I think it's a completely different role that he's not used to, and it's hard for him to adjust this fast. I suppose that's a fair response. Um, I just I feel like everywhere else on the pitch they're pretty solid, and Dombele is good. Yeah. Uh, Pierre Emil Hoiberg, he's great, and then I think Bale has quality too. This was a game that really showed that to us. I think he's still got a little bit left in the tank. Um, and then Lucas, Son, and Kane. Obviously, I have no complaints about. They're all really fantastic and very talented players. So uh, I'm just. I'm kind of disappointed with where Tottenham are in the table. I think that they should be much higher than this, and I don't. I think ultimately it falls kind of on the defense. I have no complaints about Reguilon. He's really the only one I think is that performs week in and week out. Yeah, I was surprised Burnley went down so early. But uh, one last thing before we move on, I saw I'm reading this stat here. It says Tottenham boss Jose Mourinho has managed more league matches. Uh, against Burnley without losing than any other club in his entire managerial career, winning seven and drawing four of his last of his eleven matches against them. How about that? That's an interesting stat. Hmm. He has a lot of the Premier League um, record and stats. Yeah, because he's been in so many times. This is his third stint, right? In the Prem. Yeah. United. Oh, fourth. Spurs. Chelsea. Fourth. Chelsea yeah. twice. Okay. Yeah. I totally forgot about United. Yeah, it was such a disaster. Okay. It a yeah, it was. Um, speaking of which. Speaking of blips, uh, Chelsea 0, United 0. I don't know teams. how many more shots there could have been in this game. Both of these teams played very safe. And what I saw a lot, this isn't my original opinion, but I heard a lot of people saying that Ali plays it safe. Um, I saw the stats like every t- big, t- uh, or I should say, every established top six club, you should say, Chelsea, Man U, City, Liverpool, Spurs, Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't won. I know. He's had eight games. I think six of them have been nil-nil draws. Yep. And then they there's two matches they got annihilated. Yeah. So I think when it comes down to the trenches and having to make live tactical changes in the match, he's just not there. He lets his guys go out there, and it's like, all right, you guys do your thing. Yeah, it's, I'm going to be back here. Yeah, it's that individual thing that we've talked about so many times. And he, uh, Ole relies on his players to make individual plays, not not as a team. He doesn't want to be the one that's responsible for telling them what to do. He's really not the manager for this team. I, I know that he has them in pretty decent form, but I just think it's the players that are doing that. I, still, he still carries himself as like a caretaker manager. Right. He he feels like an interim manager still, right? And that's that's what he was. Uh, I just uh, I don't know. I think um, and Anthony Marshy. I think he's leaving this summer because he's just been falling out of favor, man. He hasn't done jack shit. Well, he doesn't at, do shit when he plays. So 
I know that's what I mean. I think they're going to have to make what they lost or make what they can off of him and try to try to build up the funds to get like Jaden Sancho or somebody. They need somebody established on the right to help out Bruno and Rashford, I should say. If if Lacazette leaves, I would take Martial in a minute. In a really? I I think that he's been wasted. I think that he if he would have gotten regular old time like regular game time that yeah. he actually could have been like fucking sick. Would you play him up top and like a yeah. bombing on the side yeah. with Saka? Yep. Exactly. Gotcha. In that same way. I mean, I could be totally wrong. He could be a flop and he could like just be shit like he has been at United. But I think if he was getting regular time somewhere, like if you see Martial go to um France or even Spain, I guarantee you he'll he'll pump out goals. Yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah. So there really wasn't much to say about this game. Both teams kind of played it safe. Um, some Chelsea fans on Twitter are not so happy about Tuch- uh, Tuchel. I- I've heard it pronounced both different ways now. I've, I have no idea what one it is. Uh, not everyone's happy the fact that he's playing it safe, but I think really what more can you ask for? Yeah, it's tough because the second you go for it, you have Bruno on the counter with Rashford's yeah. speed. So. It's a very ballsy decision, and I'm me in particular. I'm not mad. Um, I think we were in that game. We had our opportunities. Yeah, Drew for sure. Had, Drew had one on the plate from um, I think Hudson Adoy whipped an early ball, and he just missed it by inches. Yep. That the opportunities are there. It the results good. He's uh, Tuchel, including today's result. He still hasn't lost a match since uh, taking the helm, so that's nice to see. So until that happens, I can't really poke any holes at him. Yeah. Or I can't, I can't, unless I want to be hypercritical, but we're in fourth now. Before he joined, we were in like seventh and eighth. We were down there, man. We were with Arsenal yeah. and we've come up here now. So I, I think he, he's okay for now. It's just going to come down to getting Werner, getting go or get Werner going, man. Yeah. Well, he scored today and it got called back because of our, so. Yeah, I saw that. It was absolutely stupid. Yeah. He was off, but still dumb. Okay, Sheffield United nil, Liverpool two. Curtis Jones scored in the 48th. A Kane Bryan own goal followed in the 65th. Not really much to say about this. Liverpool beat a team that they should have beat. Um, but they got to be winning more than really. I mean, truthfully, it was 1-0. I mean, they only managed to make, make one goal happen here. The other one was an own goal. Uh, they're They're unimpressive. They truly are. Yeah, I don't have much other to say either. Uh, the the goals they scored here, it says Liverpool's second goal was their 7,000th goal in the English top flight, becoming only the second team to reach that tally after Everton, who sit at 7,108 goals. But that's surprising. That's interesting. Well, they, that's because they've been so, like, they've just been well, around for so aren't, long. Aren't there, like, four teams that have never been relegated? It's, like, Everton, Liverpool, um... Arsenal? Has Arsenal been relegated? I don't know. Figured it would happen this year, to be honest. Something. <laughs> I, I was pretty sure after like 15 weeks that we were going down. Uh, okay, yeah. we're going to move on. That was a boring one. I, I yeah. Honestly, like Liverpool, rest in piss. You guys are done. <laughs> you guys are gone. After today's match, I mean, see ya, dude. Back to obscurity. Later. Uh, Everton won Southampton nil. Rich Arlison scored in the ninth minute. He, this guy, he scores in the like the first twenty minutes all the time. Um, 
there was one shot on target for each team in the entire game. Uh, Southampton actually came out on top in terms of possession and really just kind of struggled to to get anything going. They had uh, Adams and Danny Ings up top, so you know at least you have Ings there. Um, and and really kind of a full strength midfield. No Minamino this game, um, but but they have Vestergaard back. He's been back for a couple weeks now, and hasn't really helped help stop the skid whatsoever. They're continuing to drop points at every corner. Really, Allen was back for Everton. Uh, he looked good, and really, I mean, can't ask much more. Uh, Southampton in their last nine matches in the Prem, zero wins, one draw, yeah. eight losses. Horrible. They are nose diving down into that relegation battle. They're only they're only seven points above it, and they have a game in hand over a couple of those teams down there. So. If they can get some points off that, they'll look better. But I'm going to make a prediction now, man. They're going to be scrapping it till the last day, man. I think they're going to finish like 17th if they're lucky. Yeah, I mean, I can totally see that happening at this point. This is not, this middle middle section of the season is not where you want to be dropping points. And they can't win to save their fucking lives. So it just might happen that they wind up going down. Okay, moving on, we have... Uh, this is match day 29 that we're going to be talking about now. So you're going to see, you know, a couple of teams that we've already talked about. Uh, Manchester City 4, Wolves 1. Uh, there was a, an own goal in the 15th minute that put City up. Uh, Connor Cody scored in the 61st to get one back. It was 1-1 going into the, around the 70th minute. Um, and I, I, that's when I turned it on. I said, oh my God, it's 1-1 at 70th. I mean, this might just be where, where the winning streak gets snapped because Wolves are kind of scrappy. And yep. then Gabriel Jesus scored twice and Marez scored uh, as well. So I guess City were offended that somebody even come close to their their winning record. That's just I insane. I don't think that scoreline was fair to how the match was. No, it, it wasn't. Was, they melted. It was, Wolves it melted. Was, it, yeah, it was very close. I mean, you need to finish the whole 90. but. The, the bulk of the game was very even, and Connor Cody's goal was his first ever Premier League goal, plus yeah. it was his first ever registered shot in the Premier League. Yeah. So he's 100% accurate in his Check shot that version. Out. That's cool. But um, yeah, I thought that wasn't fair, but I mean, City just shows how dominant they are, and they have guys like Jesus coming out of obscurity and just bagging a brace, and there's Mares again, goal and an assist. That guy fucking cuts it up man he's so good his take-ons are some of the most entertaining shit i've ever seen and the way that he can play with both feet is just so cool he's completely bumped Foden out of the picture now with his form right now and plus de bruyne is back so he takes one of those spots as well so and they're they're, they were talking about giving Foden a rest last game but i mean that's not what it is now it's it's not giving him a rest de bruyne's back and uh i don't think you can take marez out at this point look Uh, how fucking good he is you you uh, just Absolutely not with how he's playing. I'm going to have to drop Foden on my fantasy. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I feel like is you, if you're Pep right now, are you worried about making sure your guys are kind of getting enough playing time to keep themselves fit and in form? Because it's a mental thing as well as a physical thing. You don't think so, or do you think so? 
Yeah, I think um, fitness is very key, especially this time of the year with Champions League going on. I mean, we have the second legs next week. So you have the first first batch of the games, and then the following week we have it again. So um, Liverpool play their second leg against Leipzig on Wednesday, and then City play the following week, as well as Chelsea. So we're going to see some rotated guys in the next couple of matches. But I, I, we talked about earlier with City not having anything to play for right now besides uh, the record books and the Champions League. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how motivated these guys are. I agree. Okay, moving on. Burnley won. Leicester City won. Now, this is one of my favorite um, fixtures, actually, in the Prem over the past couple of years. There's been really? a couple. There's been a couple barn burners. There's been a couple really good close games. This was kind of one of those um, close games. I don't know if I classify it as good, um, but it was certainly entertaining in the first half. That Vidra Vidra guy um, managed to score again. He's actually really solid. When he needs to come in and play, he's he's very good. Uh, I actually got his silver card in FIFA really early this year. Even the FIFA card is gas. So, uh, Kaleshi Iannaccio drew the level in the 34th minute. And after that, I mean, neither team were able to get anything uh, past the goal line in that second half. A lot of chances. Uh, Burnley... Once again, you know, not dominating possession, kind of just allowing themselves to get dominated, sitting back. Uh, if they didn't get that first goal in the beginning, if they didn't get it in the first 10 minutes, they weren't they weren't scoring in this game in general. So it's weird. Burnley are so weird. I don't really have much to say about the match. I didn't get I wasn't able to see it, but looking at the formation and the team sheet, the Madison out, Barnes hurting out. them so much. They're missing a lot of key guys, and Jamie Vardy's showing his age right now. He's not he's he's not the same guy, and Tillymans can't score every week. He's been coming up recently with some goals, but and also Johnny Evans, he's out as well. He's their main oh. center back leader, so really missing a lot of guys. And going forward, they're gonna have to really pick it up if they want to keep their dream of top four alive. Yeah, they played Ndidi at center back. Uh, in this match and he's really not a center back he's a defensive midfielder so they're kind of having to stretch themselves it's it's showing you know it's kind of telling of of what their their bench situation is like um not a lot of reserve players not as much money as these other teams so we'll have to see how that pans out moving forward for them sheffield united one down a man aston villa nil this was a shocking result yeah i mean we said Last week's show, uh, you said specifically, you're like, I don't know if I can ever see Sheffield win another game or bet on them, and they proved you wrong here. Big well, old David McGoldrich yes. getting another goal, league, club leading goal scorer right now. I despise Sheffield so much. They may be <laughs> my new Burnley, uh, to be honest with you. I just can't seem to get anything right with them. Um, I mean, for Aston Villa, they came out with it's the exact disappointing. same side. Villa yeah. came out the exact same side they they won against Leeds. Just Sheffield were more structured defensively. That was the thing. It's just so disappointing. I feel like we know what this Villa team is capable of. And you're just not getting you're you're hardly getting any even you're not even scratching the surface. It's almost like it's almost like having um 
Grealish in there kind of unlocks everyone else's potential and it opens the floodgates and they're allowed to score all, you know, more than one goal because they're kind of just skating by right now, scoring one or two goals in a game. They're hurting without Grealish. Yeah, massive, massive guy they're missing. I mean, he, I think he's got 10, 10 or 11 assists tacked on with like six goals. He's massive yeah. to their success. And those guys, Creelis in particular, isn't expected back. It's unknown right now, but Matty Cash is expected back uh, on the 12th. So he'll miss their next match, but maybe we'll be back then. So I think if they can start getting these guys back from injury, they can get back that chemistry and some normality at the club. So, yep. I mean, they're not they're they're going to finish mid table. I think we can we can calmly say that. I don't expect them to push for Europe, but and I don't expect them to drop massively. So, I think that'd be a fair assessment for where they should finish. Yeah. Okay, moving on. We have Crystal Palace nil, Manchester United nil. Now this was United's third nil-nil draw in a row. Uh, they're they're suffering from a little bit of a goal drought here. Uh, Bruno had a lot of a lot of giveaways in this game. He didn't really look like he was up to snuff. Maybe he's tired. I'm not sure. I mean, I sure would be tired if I was the heart and soul of an entire football club for you know almost <laughs> two years now. Um. There's not. This is another one where I don't. I really don't have all that much to say. Manchester United are kind of just unimpressive right now. They are fraud. Chester United, like I have said all season, uh, when they need to get it done, they kind of fade. Uh, they'll they'll get it done in those weird matches where you feel like, oh, you know, maybe they'll win, maybe they won't. But in the games where you think that they will win, they don't get it done. And they played a strong enough lineup here. I don't know if it's. You know, missing out on Pogba that makes the midfield a little less dynamic. Playing with yeah. Matic and Fred uh, is certainly a problem. Fred, I think, was okay. Uh, Matic is old. I mean, he's he's definitely not got much tread left on the tires. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's not really an excuse. I mean, you got to beat this Palace team, especially after they performed so shittily the week before. Yeah, uh, the tingle was there. The tingle was correct about this match. You were right. Um not wasn't expecting the win, but yeah, like you said, a board nil nil. I mean, they did rotate a couple guys. They gave Lindel off a rest with Bai. De Gea did not play, and then yeah, like Pogba not being in there. I think that deep lying playmaker is missed very badly for them because yeah. Fred McTominay and Matic they don't have the ball skills that Pogba does, and they don't have that commanding presence that he carries. At times, it can be showed as like cockiness or arrogance but he just has so much character that it brings it just adds so much value to their team and partnering with bruno i mean you said this back in january i think you said bruno and pogba this year like one of the best duos in the league right now and they're missing it yeah so we'll have to see how that pans out um who who are they playing this upcoming week city Oh, Lord Almighty, they're going to get fucking eviscerated. They are going to get eviscerated. Uh, West Brom, nil. Everton won. Everton managed to squeak out another 1-0 win. Richarlison being the sole scorer again. Richarlison's kind of catching up to uh, DCL here on the on the old scoring on the season. Yeah, he's sitting on six goals now. Oh, my God. Richarlison has scored four straight goals in yep. his last four games. Yep. What? 
Isn't that crazy? I, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking crazy. And then they they play Chelsea. Oh fuck, bro. They play Chelsea this week too. Oh god. Isn't that insane? Uh, yeah, that's crazy. I don't think anybody's done that this year. Four straight games with a goal in each. That's insane. But yeah. Uh, I thought I thought West Brom stayed in this game as well as they could. Uh, 93rd minute equalizer, but was ruled off sides by a, a fingernail. Thank God. Um, we both took Everton in this game. We squeaked it out. There was, I, I, from what I saw when I was working, I did see Maitland-Niles down. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't anything serious, was it? Nope, he's good. He, uh, okay. they, they didn't even take him off. He He was down, but they didn't take him off, so... It should be okay. Hopefully, it was you know nothing really serious, and it doesn't. Hopefully, it doesn't develop into something serious uh, after the match. We'll, we'll have to see, but I think he's he's okay. Yeah. Uh. All right. Let's move on to. What a game! Uh, Chelsea won. Liverpool nil. Like I said, Liverpool are finished. There's not really all that much else to it. Salah was absolutely fuming when they took him off. He's he's gone. He's leaving the club. Hundred percent. Really? You think yeah. that's it? Uh, I talked to a couple a couple of my buddies in my soccer chat that that are Liverpool fans, and they all seem to think the same thing. Um, he looks really mad, and he hasn't really seemed to be all that enthusiastic on the pitch. I think that he's a player that has so much individual talent that you would be seeing him score even more goals by himself. You know how capable he is of literally running the length of the entire pitch with the ball at his feet and scoring. You used to see it all the time. Um, And he's not doing that anymore. And I kind of feel like they only have room, uh, especially if they're going to try and like shore up their midfield and defense since it's, well, their midfield's aging and their defense is just eviscerated. It's not going to be the same, especially when even when VVD comes back. If they have to spend money to to shore that up, I think they might let Salah walk. He doesn't look happy, like he said, but he still is in contention for uh, the leading the league in goals right now. I just saw this stat. Um, it says Liverpool have lost their last five, five matches at Anfield. Yep, it's insane. Before, Before this, they hadn't lost at Anf- Before this, like skid. They hadn't yeah. lost at Enfield in years, right? Yeah, so back going back to like 2017 or something. Fucking crazy. That's insane. How I mean, uh, you you can literally point out a lot of excuses, but I mean, you could still have the mentality of next man up. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's very tricky, and once you lose one, it's very easy to go on a slip, a uh, downhill slip like this. But yeah, it's not the same Liverpool. They'll be lucky if they can make Europe right now. I mean. Everton's above them, West Ham's above them, Leicester's above them. You wouldn't have thought that um, at the beginning of the season. Yeah, you, nobody would have guessed that. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't think that this is Klopp's fault. I truly do not. I know some people no. do. I'm not in that camp. Um, do I think that Klopp may leave or be sacked? I think there's a chance. Um, I know that there's a job uh, for the German national team that is open. So I think that that could be, you know, maybe something that he's considering. But he he did say, you know, last week that he's he's here for the dirty work too. He's not just here for the glory and and the winning and all of that sort of thing. So that's good. It's always good to hear your manager say that. And a manager of Klopp's caliber and talent, um, you want to stick around. So I hope that that they don't chase him out. I know that most Liverpool fans love him. Um, I think any club would be lucky to, lucky to have him. So. Hopefully we see him there, and hopefully we we see Liverpool kind of bounce back a little bit. 
Um, I know I say I hate them and I don't want to see them succeed, but it it is shitty to see them kind of go down the way they have because it really does kind of rely on the injury thing, I think. Yeah, I mean, I've been there personally. I've seen it with back in college. Like, um, I think our junior year, we had like 13 injuries to 26 guys. Like one match, we played with two subs. Yeah, it's it, horrible. It, it, it's very demoralizing. And, right. And it's just like, I can see how it psychologically affects the players. But on the Chelsea point of view, this is a great win for them. Uh, putting them in the top four after all the chaos that happened this weekend. Ver- uh, Werner definitely deserved a goal in this game. Yeah, Him getting one on one, his speed absolutely killed in this match. Yep. Uh, one. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, Ziyech. I've been seeing. There's rumors that we might sell him in the summer. He's yeah. just not. He's not consistently getting game time due to fitness, and maybe he doesn't fit the system. I don't know. I mean, he was brought in by Frank, and now you have Tuchel, so that's like not his guy. Yeah. And I mean, I'm biased because I want to see Pulisic get minutes. I want to see him for the club succeed and I also want him to get minutes going into the international. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. It should be interesting to see what happens in the summer, but great result for the boys. Yeah, I agree. Okay. We will move on to our prediction. Actually, no, there's one more game, isn't there? Fulham nil Tottenham one. Look at us. We're already at 52 minutes. We said we wouldn't go long, but we, have. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Uh, there was an own goal in this game. That was actually the only goal that happened. Uh, I figured that the Tottenham would be, you know, I don't want to say battering, but I figured that they'd be able to beat this uh, Fulham team uh, pretty well. But in the battle of the Hams, Tottenham was really only one goal better than them, I suppose. Uh, Actually, Fulham dominated possession here and looked pretty solid. So I think Tottenham were lucky to get away with three points. Yeah, I only have two things to say on this. Uh, One was Fulham did equalize. But uh, during the build-up, the ball hit Lamina's hand, and apparently due to the rules, like, it didn't count. I don't know. There was some rule thing. And then, um, yeah, I mean, Fulham, Fulham definitely needed this result bad for relegation battle. But on Tottenham's side, Deli Alley got his first start in a long time in the league. So good to see him get minutes in there, change things up. Should be interesting to see if he carries on playing more and more in the league. I don't yeah. know what Mourinho's going to decide. Man, he hates he hates him so much for some reason. <laughs> I don't know what it is. He hates Deli Alley. Hmm. Uh okay, we will move on to our predictions. We'll run through these quickly. The first one uh will be we'll be live streaming this game. Uh Burnley versus Arsenal. I'm on Arsenal here. I I mean I don't I don't care. It's at Turf more. Arsenal have been playing better away, I'd say, this season. So that's uh that's I'd say a good thing for us. And um, I'm confident that we'll be able to to put out a, a decent squad here. I don't think Smith or I will be in this game. I think maybe we'll get Odegaard in here starting. Um, but as long as Saka's on the pitch, then we're going to be just fine. I think we'll open Burnley up, and I think that we'll be able to get it, uh, get it done here. Yeah, um, Burnley playing at Turf Moor. Their last four home matches in the league have been draws. Uh, the longest record in their club history, I think. And the last time these guys played, Burnley won 1-0. Burnley getting their first ever win against Arsenal in 13 matches, 10 of those being Arsenal getting wins. I'm going to go with an Arsenal win too. I think they're playing well. I think Saka can really uh, have some freedom in this game. 
And I don't know if it's going to be like the, the Tottenham game. I don't know if it's going to be explosive from the beginning, but I think Arsenal can can outlast Burnley. All right. Sounds good. Sheffield United, Southampton. Oh, ugly, ugly, ugly game coming here. It's going to be, I don't know. I'm going to go um, with Southampton. They, they stopped the skid. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Sheffield here. Ooh, interesting. You think Sheffield are better than Southampton right now? Form, I guess they are. Form wise, yeah. Uh, Chef, is it at Sheffield? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sheffield th- uh, out of their last six home matches uh, since the turn of the year, they've won three, lost three. Uh, better form from the the beginning in 2020. Uh, I think they're starting to build up some confidence. They have a lot of injuries right now. Plus, Jagielka has a right a suspension after his red card. Yep. So, uh, what's Chris Wilder is going to have to rotate a lot of guys, but I think these guys, it's the the time of year where you really need to hunker down and show what you're capable capable of, because you don't want to look like a quitter. Because at the same time, some of these guys can be looking to get new contracts or even move on to try to stay in the Premier League because I think they will get relegated. So these guys really got to, what's the word? They need to market themselves. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Okay, so we're in disagreement there. Uh, Aston Villa, Wolves is the next one. I think with all those injuries still to Villa. I kind of want to draw here. Really? Yeah, I could definitely see that. I think... I'm going off of the their performance against City. They did really well. Nuno yeah. came out with a good game plan. Obviously, the scoreline didn't show it, but I think going up against an Aston Villa team with a few key guys out will lighten up the load for the Wolves' defense. And going forward, I think Neto can have a lot of freedoms. So I'm going to go with a Wolves win here. Okay, sounds good to me. Uh, I'm on a draw. Next one, Brighton, Leicester City. Even though Leicester City are surely still missing uh Madison and Barnes I am riding with them. You're going with Leicester? I am. This Brighton team that I've been boning in the past few weeks yeah, isn't the them, same. Dude. It's not the same Brighton and especially <laughs> after the West Brom game, bro. My confidence in them is very very low. But at the same time that's when I that's when I get myself and yeah. they, they, they just bite me in the ass. But I think they in the table. 16. They haven't gotten a win in a while. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna go with Lester. Okay. Sounds good. Um next one, West Brom, Newcastle. This is a weird one. This is a huge game for Newcastle. They need three points here, and I'm going with Newcastle. I don't know. They just the their last few results. They got the big draw against Wolves. Uh, for that, what did they do? They got they lost three one to Man U for Chelsea. I don't know. Uh, I mean, with all the Steve Bruce drama in that, that's really gonna mess up the locker room and the vibes. Yeah, and I think the players distrust him a lot, and I think West Brom after. The Everton performance today, I think they can have a lot of positives. They really stuck it in there, or stuck it out. It pains me to say this, but 
I think Big Sam and the boys oh, can do it. Just stop, dude. No fucking way. There is I, no way. I honestly think Newcastle's going down, and I think this is the this is the turning point for them that's going to send them down. I don't care that Steve Bruce and Matt Ritchie were in a fucking hell in a cell match. <laughs> I, I, I'm going. I'm going with Newcastle. Uh, okay. Liverpool, Fulham is the next one. This is a hard one for me because, I mean, you just watched Liverpool kind of struggle against Sheffield, and you watched Fulham play. I'd say, fair enough against Tottenham. Um, right now, Tottenham much better form than Liverpool, much stronger side really. So this this one kind of conflicts me a little bit. Um, I'm going with a draw. Are you actually? I'm back in Scott. I'm gonna back Liverpool. Okay, that's fair. Um, but I can 100% see this being a draw. Thank for. I mean, it, it, it's at Anfield, and like we said, they lost five straight. <sighs> yeah, but they can't keep losing at home. I mean, that's that, not a. That's why I picked a. That's why I picked a draw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fair. And I'm gonna go with a win. So they're gonna change that that form up a little bit at least. I hope for their sake. Uh, Manchester City, Manchester United. I'm not even thinking about it, dude. City win. See ya, United. Goodbye. They suck. What are the betting odds? City are probably like minus 7,000. No way. There's no way that's they, possible. No, they're not. I'm, but I'm not I'm not giving them more than minus 300. I guarantee you they're more than that right now. It is... I gotta be minus, minus 350. City, City is minus 195. Oh my god, that's murder. That's such a steal, dude. Smash I'm that like, shit into your parlays this weekend. Manu's gonna fucking tuck it in, man. I don't care. If they're defensively on, I think they can get a draw. But don't you think like West Ham are tactically better than United? Yeah, I think because David Moyes is is more experienced and a better manager than Ali. Yes, and I think Pep knows how to expose people that have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, all right, I'm going to go with City. You convinced me. Okay, I'm going with City as well. Tottenham Crystal Palace, the next one. I am riding with Jose and the boys, uh, kind of like rectifying their form a little bit after a little bit of a slide. So Crystal Palace not really doing anything crazy. That nil-nil draw against United isn't doing anything special for me in terms of the way I think Palace. Uh, think of Palace. So it'll be Tottenham for me. Yeah, I'm going to go with Tottenham too. I think they're going to win big. Uh, I think it's going to be massive to their confidence to next week's matchup in the North London Derby. Um, yeah, I think both teams are going to come in hot to that game. So, I can't and, wait. and and I, like I said, Palace is an uninspired team. Yeah, I agree. Uh, moving forward, Chelsea Everton. I am on a draw. I think these teams are kind of in similar form, playing similar football, not scoring a ton. Um kind of tucking it in when they need to, ranging forward when they have to. Uh, Everton especially are scoring and then sitting back, playing a really tactical style of football right now. So I think um, Carlo and um, Tuchel will be kind of evenly matched here. I think this will be a really good game, but I think inevitably um, it will end in a draw. Uh, I got to back my boys again. Okay. I just can't I can't see us dropping points to Everton. I'm looking the last time we played Everton won 1-0. I think it'll be similar. I don't think there's a lot of goals. Like you said, Chelsea still have not scored more than two goals in a game for a long time. 
And I don't see Everton doing that either. I think our defense is solid. And Thiago Silva should be coming back, not this week, but the following week. So that's very good to hear. But I think Chelsea wins, and we could be tightening the gap into getting into second and third place. All right, very cool. Next one, West Ham versus Leeds on Monday, March 8th at 3 p.m. Tricky, tricky, tricky. Very tricky, tricky, but I have to back West Ham. They're kind of my underrated team of the past couple weeks, and I feel like I need to back them. Uh, I'm going to go opposite with you for competition. And okay. plus, I think I think this is the, the Leeds, Leeds, back. Le- the Leeds that we like to watch. They're okay. going to be very, very aggressive. Um, it's going to be it's going to be completely different. Their tactics to Man City and Peps. They're very calculated in that where Leeds is kind of you don't know what's going to happen. And they, they're doing the man marking as well. And I think they can match up well with this West Ham team. So I'm going to back Leeds away. OK, that sounds good to me. There's only one more game now. Um, Manchester City versus Southampton on March 10th. That looks like a makeup game or something like that. No, it's yeah. a rescheduled game from later on because of a Premier League or of a UCL uh, draw, I think. So, mm-hmm. City. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not betting. I'm not picking. I'm not not picking City. <laughs> it's just it's a free pick every week. Yeah, I'm gonna pick take City as well. The the reverse picture one nil win to City surprisingly, yeah. but that was when Southampton were in good form, and now they're absolutely putrid. So I'm gonna go City here at least by three. Okay, sounds good to me. Ladies and gentlemen, that's everything. We ran quick through the recap for you. Uh, about about an hour and five minutes tonight, Matt. So uh, thank you. Thank you all for joining us. We appreciate it as always. Uh, make sure you check us out on social media. Uh, check out the Instagram live that we did um, and make sure you follow so that you know when we're going live again. We're going to probably start to switch it up after this upcoming weekend. Maybe maybe pick some later games on in the day so that people who are not awake at 7.30, which I think is a lot of people, uh, get a chance to to watch us live. Um, but thank you yeah. for those that, that joined us, and we appreciate it. Matt, I'll, I'll let you plug us and uh, take us out. Yep, like Evan said, follow us at Post20Pod, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, interact with our content so we know what you guys like and want to see maybe in the future or any suggestions you want to see. Also. Our streaming service, our streaming platforms, we got Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. And uh, yeah, like Evan said, check us out this Saturday morning if you're awake. Uh, Join us in the live stream, or the watch party, I should say, and leave some comments letting us know what's up with you guys. Uh, Other than that, thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Take care, guys.